Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Let's get right into it. We got a pretty short night of basketball, only four games tonight, but some uh, some interesting finishes. Once again, the Chicago Bulls uh, blew out a team shooting well from three-point range and playing extremely great offense to go 3-0. and This is definitely not something anyone saw coming, including me, a giant Bulls fan, but let's all take a giant step back and realize the first two teams they played were playoff contenders in the East coming off back-to-backs, and tonight they played one of the historically worst teams ever assembled, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it's got to be up there. I understand Philly was probably a little bit worse last year. Let's jump right into the box scores. Nobody played 30 minutes for the Bulls. This was a full-on blowout from the very beginning. There was some interesting rotations that Hoiberg used, especially later in the game. Uh, one of my favorite rotations that they're using right now is putting Wade in as the primary ball handler. And I believe in the last game they had MCW out there. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams actually went out with a knee injury. No word yet on how severe that was, but he did not return. I think he left in the second quarter. But they would run Wade, and this time they ran Cannon, Doug McDermott, Nico Mircic, and uh, Cristiano Felicio. And at one point in this game, the crowd was begging for Wade to cross people over. He actually did Bojan Bojanovic real dirty. Go check out your Twitter feeds for that. It was um, it was pretty great. It was really weird to see uh, opposing crowd ooing and aahing at the Bulls. That hasn't happened since Derrick Rose was an MVP. So let's let's get right into the box score. Enough gushing about the Bulls. I'm obviously very excited, but uh, we'll see how they fare against the Bo- uh, Boston Celtics when the Celtics are rested. So yeah, nobody played over 30 minutes. Jimmy Butler had a really nice, efficient night. Dwayne Wade is still making threes. But the uh, guys uh, that I've been talking about uh, taking a look at on this team are Taj Gibson, Mirtich, and Doug McDermott. A lot of people were on Bobby Portis before the draft, and I think Bobby Portis does have a lot of uh, potential in the future. I just don't see that happening this year. Uh, Cristiano Felicio plays a much more important role as backup center. He's a great uh, screener, uh, really good pick and roll. He rolls to the basket really well. He's got really nice hands. He's uh, He played 23 minutes tonight, Cristiano, and had seven rebounds. Unless you're in very deep leagues, I, I don't see him being relevant. Isaiah Cannon played 22 minutes. He shot really, really well. Shot pretty uh, lights out. He also had six assists. I don't see this being terribly normal, but with Michael Carter-Williams out, watch that um, news to see how long he'll be out. If he's out you know, a couple weeks, Isaiah Cannon will probably be the backup point guard though it wouldn't surprise me if they try to rotate Dwayne Wade as the backup point guard or play with the second team a little bit more because that's been working so far. Um, The three guys who are standard league relevant outside of the superstars of uh, Jimmy Butler and Wade, and I guess Rondo, if you like to play uh, that type of uh, punting strategy, 
like I said, are Gibson, Miritich, and McDermott. They all played around 25 minutes tonight. Everyone shot pretty well. Doug was a little bit off tonight, but he, he still played pretty well. He had three assists. But the real line, I think, is is Nico Miritich. He shot 10 three-pointers, only made four of them. But he was 6 for 14, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 blocks, which is pretty surprising. We all know that Nico can fill it up when he's hot. He should be owned in all leagues. And another guy I've been telling people to pick up is Taj Gibson. Taj, 14 points, 11 rebounds, a steal, and a block. 7 for 9 shooting, all in 25 minutes. Like I said, Taj Gibson is the starting power forward on this team. He rotates into the center position. Robin Lopez with only 19 minutes, pretty disappointing for someone who was going later in drafts. He was only one for five. Didn't match up entirely well against his brother. His brother was kind of um, doing him pretty dirty there for a little bit. When we go to the Nets scoreline, Trevor Booker, a guy I do like, actually, he didn't play very well, but neither did any of the Nets tonight play particularly well. Booker was two for seven, only played 19 minutes. He didn't play because of the blowout, but he had three steals and eight rebounds, which still are, if you had him playing uh, on your roster tonight, isn't a complete loss. He also shot two threes, which is interesting to see he's shooting threes. Brooke Lopez... 22 minutes, disappointing night, only two rebounds, 13 points. Jeremy Lin, uh, who's been very good for this team so far this year. If this is an off night for Jeremy Lin, I really, really like Jeremy Lin this year. In 24 minutes, he had 14 points, a three, only four assists, but two rebounds and four steals. That's a ton of steals in 24 minutes. He was getting to the basket pretty easily. Uh, Poor Bogdan, he got crossed over by Wade pretty, pretty terribly. If this was uh, Rutgers, he would have to, uh, is this Rucker Park, he would have to leave the court. It It was that dirty. Bogdan had 15 points in 21 minutes. I don't like Bogdan too much because I I think he's a bit of a one-dimensional player. He scores. He doesn't do uh, the other, the counting stats enough to make me want him on my standard teams, but I can see him if he plays a little bit better and he's, and he's getting, you know, obviously he's getting starters minutes, riding that line between the, uh, being outside of standard leagues or right in a standard league. If you need scoring, then I'd pick him up and have him on my bench or, or stream him in. Um, he's his potential, his ceiling isn't terribly high, but the guy has been known to put up some pretty big scoring nights. So Worth a flyer, worth a stream. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, I uh, suggested dropping in uh, my pre- last podcast, and I'm still standing by it because he had he was one for seven. He played 30 minutes. He played the most minutes out of anyone on this team. Could not get it going. Two points, three assists, zero steals. He was supposed to be a steal monster. Zero. No steals. Everybody on the, else on this team, I'm not too interested in. It's not a very good team. Um, some people... Might like uh, Hamilton or uh, Kilpatrick. They didn't really have great nights. Um, let's move on to the next game because that game for the Nets was very depressing. The Raptors uh, barely pulled it off against the Nets tonight. Pretty good game from their their big two guys, DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. 
Kyle Lowry getting his usage up in this game. Um, DeMar DeRozan was leading the league in usage over uh, Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure what it's going to be after tonight, but DeRozan shot 23 field goals and Lowry shot 20. Lowry had not been taking as many shots and, and being as aggressive as DeRozan has. DeRozan is is turning into a um, a mellow type player where the ball, I mean, he, he the ball always gets to him and it sticks. He's it's not really going anywhere. He had one assist, um, but he's turning into a guy who knows he can score. He scored thirty three tonight, and when you score that well, the, you're gonna keep scoring and you're gonna keep doing what you do. And what he does is he, he's a giant black hole, just like Mello. The ball goes there and never it never leaves. He got to the line a lot, so did Lowry. Lowry, nice little bounce-back game. He had started the, the year off a little slow. Granted, it's only been three games, uh, this being their fourth game. 29 points, seven assists, three steals, and five rebounds. That's a really nice That's a really nice game. Damari Carroll t- played 30 minutes, had his best, probably his best game of the season, which is not saying a whole lot. 10 points, two rebounds, a block. I don't think he's standard league relevant. He might be able to venture it if he starts playing a little bit better and getting more steals and trying to move the ball a little bit more. I'm not big on Damari Carroll. Uh, I think his time in Atlanta was a, a symptom of that offense, and it's rare to have a player break out that late, that you know, at that age, that late in his career. And it seems like he's reverting back to the to his mean. Jonas Valachunas played 31 minutes. Had an okay night. I like him moving forward. He's finally playing over 30 minutes a game. He's finally closing games. Off the bench, you're in deeper leagues. Uh, you'll like that Patrick Patterson played 33 minutes. He's been getting the most time off the bench. And um, he played pretty pretty well tonight. Let's see. He had seven rebounds, three assists, five blocks, and a steal which is pretty good. He was only one for four. He didn't shoot a lot. And Patrick Patterson, you know, he's not a type of guy who's going to take a ton of shots a game, but it was good to see him get counting stats. I don't think he's standard league relevant, but he is someone to watch and someone's a name to know because if, if someone does get hurt on that team and they need so, you know, if Damari Carroll goes down again, they're going to need someone like Patrick Patterson to come and step up. And if he's playing, um, Starters minutes, which right now actually he is playing 31 minutes a game, uh, not counting tonight where actually he played more than that. So he is playing starters minutes and he could see more usage if he's with the starting lineup, but I'm still not sure he'll ever be standard league relevant. Good person to keep an eye on if you're in deeper leagues. Other than that, on the Raptors, another start by... Uh, Pascal, Pascal Skyam. That is not how you say his last name at all. He started and still played 15 minutes. He's. I don't understand why they're starting him, but good on him. I guess they're they they won tonight. That's about it for the Raptors. I I don't think anyone else on that team is is going to be standard league relevant for throughout the year, even with um. With the way they're way they're way they're setting it up, and way, with the way they haven't really figured out who they want playing in that four spot. With the Nuggets, uh, the Twin Towers, as I we should probably be calling them by now, uh, Jokic and Nurich, 
they are kind of going back and forth so far this year. It seems like when one of them has a good game, the other one has an okay game. And then the next game they'll switch. And I, it's, it's a pattern that is starting to reoccur. And I think it's a pattern that's probably a good rule, uh, rule of thumb, little, a good basis to base the rest of the year on. Tonight, Nurik, I think, had a career-high 18 rebounds, five blocks, and 13 points with a steal and assist. That's pretty monster. Uh, Joe at, uh, Jokic, gosh, I'm never going to get that right. He only played 22 minutes. I'm not seeing anything outstanding, like any injuries. It does look like he might have been in foul trouble. I did not really watch this game very much. Uh, Moutier, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. You would want him to his assists to be up close to elite level, especially with how much he um, holds the ball and the way he facilitates the offense. Uh, Barton did go down with an injury. I do not know if a return. He did play 30 minutes. I saw on Twitter that he did um, take a hard fall. So be sure to look into that tonight, tomorrow. Gallinari shot pretty poorly, and he he didn't do a ton of things in this game. But you do... I think Gallinari's going to be the same guy he's been for the last three to four years. If he stays healthy, he's a pretty good fantasy player. Uh, that's a big F, though. He he does often get injured, but you would hope maybe, since he doesn't really have to carry this Nuggets team as much as he, he used to, he'll stay a little bit healthier. But he did play 37 minutes tonight, so I'm not sure why he would play so many. Moving on to the third game of the night, Kings versus the Hawks. Uh, I was hoping Sacramento would pull one off, but it looks like the... Atlanta Hawks, a team people were kind of a little bit down on, are, are are playing pretty well. It looks like they're pretty pretty good defending. They won 106-95. Rudy Gay had another really good scoring night. He had 22 points, two steals, five assists, three rebounds. Don't sleep on those old guys. I know Rudy Gay's ceiling isn't uh, – his potential ceiling to grow isn't that high – but you know where his ceiling is, and it's it's still a mid-round player. He's not going to suddenly blow up and be a top 15, 20 player, but he's going to score. He's going to do a, a variety of things. He's he's always a little bit underrated, I think, every year. Boogie was doing Boogie stuff. He shot five three-pointers. It's, um, oh my gosh, Boogie, what are you doing out there? He looks like he was in a little bit of foul trouble. He had to make one of those free th- uh, three-pointers. But Dwight and um, our, our good friend Mike Muscala looks like they played pretty decent defense along with Millsap against Cousins. He only took 16 shots, which does make me feel like he was in foul trouble. And only scored 14 points, but 12 rebounds and an assist and a three. That's just that's if that's a bad night for Cousins, and that means he's pretty dang good. Ty Lawson kind of on his last week and running this team. I think he should be streamed right now for sure in every standard league because he does do things like three steals and six assists. Eight points isn't amazing, but you're, you need those counting stats, especially in those in those head-to-heads if you need the extra games. I believe the Kings are actually playing more games this week than most. So looking to that, Aaron Aflalo, I don't think is relevant. I don't like Aaron Aflalo. He's kind of a boring player. 
Um, somehow Bogdan Bogdanovich is more interesting than Aaron Afalo, which just goes to show how far he's fallen off from his um, early career potential. Ben McLemore is probably a, a bit of a note on the bench. He played 26 minutes. Uh, Matt Barnes played 28 minutes. They both uh, scored a little bit, did a little bit of the counting stats. Uh, Matt Barnes had five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. McLemore, you would hope McLemore could kind of get it going. I think Matt Barnes is the more valuable person coming off this bench. He's um, been playing enough to warrant looking into or, or at least keeping an eye on in most standard leagues. Deeper leagues, I'd say he, he should be probably owned. He's averaging 27 minutes a game and two and a half threes. So there's probably a good reason if you want to stream him or you have a terrible guy on your bench, you want to pick him up. Obviously, Matt Barnes' ceiling isn't, isn't terribly high, but he's playing well enough to be relevant in standard leagues. Let's go down to the Atlanta Hawks. Dwight Howard shot 20 free throws tonight. So this must have been a very exciting game for the uh, the people in the crowd. He was 8 for 20. He had 18 points, 4 blocks, and 11 rebounds. I've been kind of keeping an eye on Dwight. I, I don't... I play in mostly nine cat roto leagues, so I don't punt free throws. I don't suggest punting free throws unless you're going to go all out and you're going to get Drummond and um, DeAndre Jordan and Dwight. Just play all three of them if you can and just blow your free throws away and get those guys who are elite at everything else but free throws. His stat lines have been pretty good so far this season. It does seem like he's playing well in the Atlanta Hawks offense. Nothing... Com- you know, completely amazing. No Anthony Davis type lines from Dwight Howard so far, but he is he is playing uh, 26 minutes. They've been in a couple blowouts, so that's uh, lower than you would think. So I'm not too worried about his playing time. Uh, he's getting elite rebounds at 12 and three blocks a game. Even if you are in leagues where you are taking account of all nine categories Dwight Howard isn't the worst person to have on your team and head-to-heads he can actually kill you in one game but in roto leagues if you spot start Dwight Howard against teams that you know have weak front courts you can kind of get a lot of value out of him in, in just in spot starts the most important thing about Roto Leagues is is quality starts. And if you get quality starts out of Dwight Howard, if you played him tonight, you're not happy about that 8-for-20 free throw, and that's really going to hurt. Probably drop your percentages pretty far. But 4 blocks and 11 rebounds, there's not a lot of people in the league who even um, come close to that. Paul Millsap, still amazing. Um, 13 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, and a block. I feel like Paul Millsap might be one of the most underrated players in the NBA right now. He does a lot of different things. He's kind of the guy you um, you hope Aaron Gordon turns into, except for Aaron Gordon's got more athletics and less shooting. And uh, without the shooting, it's going to be a long trip for Aaron Gordon. Paul Millsap has been doing this for years, and no one really seems to notice or care because he's always on teams that aren't big market teams, Utah, Atlanta, I love Paul Millsap. He's great. Schroeder, 
okay night. Uh, didn't shoot very well, but 17 points and five assists. That's good to see. He had a big assist game in his uh, previous game. Don't worry about Dennis Schroeder. Um, it's been a little bit of a, a slow start, but he's averaging six assists. And he's uh, he's not shooting great, but you weren't expecting him to shoot terribly great. The guy on this team that I've told people to go ahead and pick up off the waivers is Mike Muscala. He only played 20 minutes tonight, but he uh, he had 10 points and three rebounds. So that's not a great night from him. He didn't play a lot, and I wonder if it's because this wasn't a kind of a blowout game, which is the last two games he's been in. I still like Mike Muscala coming off the bench. He has been playing more than 20 minutes a game. He's been playing 22 and doing a lot in those 22 minutes. I still think he's standard league relevant, but if you are thinking about dropping a guy who is still pretty good, who's at the end of your bench, Mike Muscala is going to be another end of the bench guy. And once their team is healthy, Tiago Splitter and Mike Scott... Once they're healthy, they um, are probably going to take away a lot of his playing time. So this is a temporary stream, but I think I think he should be streamed in, in most standard leagues unless they're incredibly shallow. The rest of this team, let's see. Kyle Korver. I like Kyle Korver. I've always liked Kyle Korver. He didn't, he, I mean, he just shoots a lot of threes, but he made five threes tonight. And back in the day, that used to be elite threes, but now it's just... Steph Curry threes, normal threes, but 17 points and five three pointers. He didn't, he only had one steal and nothing else, which usually you can kind of get a few rebounds and a few assists out of Kyle Korver. I'm hoping he has a bounce back year, but he, he is getting up there in age and I'm not sure if he's going to be as fantasy relevant as he used to be this year. I'm lukewarm on him. If you need the three pointers, he, he should be on your team. Let's go to the final game of the night, the Clippers versus the Suns. This game is just finishing. It was a blowout in the uh, fourth quarter. The Suns made an ample, eh, sort of ample comeback. They got kind of hosed in the second quarter and really never returned after that. Um, The starters did play good minutes for the Clippers, though. Blake Griffin went to the line 14 times, made 12 of them. He's just a better shooter. A lot of people used to throw him on the punt free throw strategy as a guarantee, as a guy who's going to kill you in free throws. He's gotten progressively better over the seasons with his free throw shooting. If you go and take a look, when he first started out, well, let's just go back to 11-12, he was shooting 52%, and that's pretty pitiful, especially at seven free throw attempts a game. But in progressive seasons, 66, 71, 72, uh, basically almost 73, that's not a fluke. That's closer to where he belongs. Uh, last year, he shot 73, almost 73 as well. I think this year he's going to probably shoot about 73. He's not as big of a liability when it comes to three-pointers. Blake Griffin's in a contract year. I believe he's just going to really put on a show this year when – Chris Paul went down with that injury. If you remember, Blake Griffin started doing LeBron, Russell Westbrook stuff where he was just taking over games. He was the primary ball handler. He was distributing, getting triple doubles. It was it was pretty amazing. And I, I don't know if he'll ever do – he's not going to do that all season, right? But I'm, I think you might see a few games where, where Blake becomes 
you know, full potential Blake. He's limited in the fact that Chris Paul, you know, is probably one of the best point guards of our generation. Chris Paul had a great night tonight, 24 points, 8 assists, 2 steals, 5 rebounds, 2 three-pointers, a very Chris Paul line. DeAndre Jordan, he is a guy who's going to destroy your free throws. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks. That's a nice line from DeAndre Jordan. 8 for 10. He does destroy your free throws, but he is one of the best field goal percentage guys in the league easily. Like I said, Blake, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. He's a great assist big man. He actually got a block tonight. He does kind of um, not meet the block needs of someone who is, is supposed to be a, a kind of a, a natural big man. He is kind of a swing big man, a, a more of a stretch four. And he, for his athleticism, you know his, his blocks have always been lacking, so you shouldn't expect good blocks out of him. So anytime you get a block from him is nice. One of the guys on this team I uh, put in one in my watch category was JJ Redick. He got off to a slow start for these uh, first couple games. And tonight he shot a lot better. Uh, he was 6 for 13, which is better than he has been shooting. But I'm not worried about JJ. He had 13 points. He uh, finally got a 3. Uh, he had three rebounds, one assist, one steal. That's an okay line, but it's signs that JJ is is starting to get his legs under him. If you were hoping to buy low on JJ Redick, which I would suggest doing, if you need threes on your team, you should go out and and, and see if you can get JJ for almost nothing. Because over the last two seasons, actually let's say three seasons, because I always forget about three years ago when he was was coming off the bench that year and he only played 35 games. So I'm not really sure I'm going to count that one. Last season, he finished 65th in averages in nine cat leagues. The year before that, he finished 60th. And then the year he played 35 games, 62. So in those years, his most minutes played was almost 31. That was two seasons ago. Last season, he played 28 minutes. This season, he's playing a little over 28 minutes. He's just shooting really poorly right now. The guy averages almost three three-pointers a game and throws in a half a steal, a couple rebounds, and assist. He's not a super elite guy. Obviously, he's, you know, a great free-throw shooter. But he's, he scores, you know, 14 to 16 points a game and gets you good three-pointers. That's a guy who who deserves to be starting on almost, yeah, all standard league teams, really, because his three-pointers are top-tier elite. He doesn't really hurt you anywhere you would like him to get a little bit more assists and steals obviously but he's he's not going to kill you anywhere right now he's shooting poorly he's going to get his legs under him buy low on jj if you can especially if you need threes looking at the suns they are also a bunch of guys that i am watching this year i'm not really sure what's going on with the rotation right now tonight we did have brandon knight start uh with Eric Bledsoe and TJ Warren and that is because Devin Booker is out and he will not be playing in the next game I believe either uh, from what I've read he has a sprain right toe nothing really to worry about at all I think they're just being very precautionary with him because he is so young and he is 
kind of the hope of the franchise right there. So I just, I think, you know, whatever. One game sitting out, not a big deal. Tonight, they did get blown out, but Bledsoe and Knight both played over 30 minutes. Bledsoe, like I said, is a, uh, a, Wes- a Russell Westbrook light, which is saying a lot because Westbrook is insane. Bledsoe, 12 points only, didn't shoot very well, but five assists, eight rebounds. He's been a guy, obviously, who used to be on the Clippers, and he's a guard that can block shots. Everybody loves Bledsoe. Brandon Knight played 31 minutes, 18 points, two three-pointers, nothing else. Very strange evening from Brandon Knight. I I really don't know what's going on there. TJ Warren, 15 points. The guy's a scorer, but he's also throwing in four rebounds, assist, and a steal. TJ Warren, moving forward, I, I think you gotta you gotta have him take a flyer on him in standard leagues right now. He's playing, he's starting, he's playing big minutes, he's getting some of the counting stats you want. Plus, he's a scorer, and it's hard to find scorers off the waiver wire. PJ Tucker played 27 minutes tonight. He had six rebounds, only seven points, but two steals. Um, some he's a guy to watch. Him and Alex Lynn both. I'm not sure how the rotations are going to go on this team moving forward. I don't. They're 0 and 4 now. Uh, they just lost actually, so I'm not really sure if people are going to be moving. If, if Tyson Chandler is really going to play a full year when they should be developing Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn in starters minutes is standard league relevant. He does kind of fill up the box score, minus your uh, th- obviously three point shooting for a big man. Other than that. Not a lot to not a lot to like on the rest of the Phoenix Suns. Dragon Bender did get a whole seven minutes. He didn't he didn't play very well. Kind of a team to watch moving forward to see where those rotations go and how they handle basically a lost season, which is smart on their part. They should probably tank and get one of the top guys in the draft next year because it's a pretty loaded draft and hopefully they can reboot around that. Bledsoe and Devin Booker. That's it for all the box scores tonight. Those were all the games. Thanks for joining us. You can uh, find me on Twitter and ask me questions or suggest stuff you want to hear at Watch the Boxes, all one word. And if you like what you hear on this show, feel free to give us a uh, a good ranking and a review on iTunes or whatever you're using to listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate that. And it helps other people find the show because it helps boost our rankings. Plus, it's a cool thing to do. If you appreciate something, you should probably tell people that you appreciate it. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow with more box scores and a review of the first week of the official season, plus what to expect moving forward at the beginning of the year. Maybe a little strategy on how to kind of review which players are doing well and how to maneuver your team. So if you got any uh, questions about your team's trades, anything like that, feel free to send them through. I'm Mike Catch and your host. Thanks for joining us, everybody.